the nerds take over. Us? Huh? That's terrible. Good morning, Nerdball. Good morning, Vietnam. We'll see if you do that. Then it has nothing to do with Nerdballs. I know, but so it has something to do oh. with Vietnam, though. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> but the point of it was to do the theme song that has to do oh, with Nerdballs. Oh, okay. I thought I thought we were just. No, that's why what I said fun. made sense. And it was funny, and then everyone just like, oh, I'm just going to pile on top of that and just do nothing. No, uh, I'm Fall Out Boy and Missy Ellie are going to write our new theme song, and that's the end of it. Yeah, no. So welcome to Nerdables episode 141. This week, Chris, Sebastian, and Ethan and I, which I realized something. I If somebody was just tuning in, they'd I like have... like how you've not finished a sentence yet. They have no idea who I am because I always say I. No, we know who you are. We keep calling you Rich. <laughs> yes, I'm Rich. We keep saying Rich. You're a racist. It's all... <laughs> wow. So, anyways... We're Let's going... go there early. <laughs> Start for, the show off right. For all the new people that may be listening, right? Yeah. The, the... We got four new followers on Facebook. So yeah, we do. You know, they... <laughs> I get new followers on Instagram, too. They're all robot <laughs> models. It's all, hey, want more followers? Or, hey, come check out my porn site. Delete, delete, So delete. we're going to tell everybody up front, because we usually tell it at the end. Make sure you leave us a comment on Facebook.com slash It's been four Nerdables. years. We've said that all the time. No one's left a comment. Twitter, at Your mom won't even leave a comment. <laughs> or Your send mom us listens to the show and is like, I'm not even going to participate. She's like, oh, Rich, you just do a fun show, but I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to you and Chris yell at each other for an hour. Give us a comment or give us a, a post or an email telling us how bad you want us off the air at pod, or at nerdables at <laughs> gmail.com. Maybe that's why we don't get any. Because nobody, right. nobody, nobody knows, knows where, where to post to it. Well, you'll probably get three emails for, hey, let's get off the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> One from Ethano, <laughs> Sebastione, and Christopher. <laughs> and... If you're going to Comic-Con... They're not. Look for us. We will be there. We can't tell you where, but look in the program. You will find us. Go to the freebie table. You'll know exactly where We can't even say where? It's just, I know we couldn't it, say the time because the schedule could change, but... But they don't want to give out any programming information until it gets yet. closer. Well, okay. Marvel's going to be there, and they're in Hall H on Saturday. I just ruined their plan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, Chris. I don't know. We'll, we'll be at the library. How's that? We can say that. We much. can't tell them how much gonna... of a nerd are we that we're going to be at the damn library during Comic Con? Aren't to you guys going to go to Comic Con? No, we have to go check out periodicals and redo their Dewey Decimal System <laughs> card catalog. That's how nerd nerdables go is. What's that? I'm going to go check out the, ni- the micro. Yeah, but the thing is, when you say that, I believe you. I actually do believe you. <laughs> like, Where's Sebastian go? He's checking out microfiche about San Diego headlines from 1974. Do you know when they built this, this convention center? <laughs> <laughs> The He's looking up articles from the first uh, first Comic Con, but that's what makes Sebastian yeah, so they, fantastic. They, if you ask for information, look, it's just like when he was sitting there doing the Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> when he was doing the Star Trek questionnaire tonight, he found something that he might that might be wrong. He's got to look it up. Thirty for thirty, by the way. Yeah. Thirty for thirty on a yeah. It's just like that one question, though. Like, uh, so speaking of Star Trek, well, yeah. that's until the first time that. Uh, it was like two, three years, maybe four years into when Mikey and I were going to Comic-Con, or yeah, going to Comic-Con like every year, we went to like the Star Wars trivia night where it's just basically they, they put out a question, A or B, and then everyone divides the room. So they put out this question and everybody divides the room and everybody runs over to A and they say the answer is B. And I remember just looking and going, that's wrong. 
Like that that isn't right. That's that's totally the wrong thing. And I'm like, no, no, it is. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's not the right answer. Neither of those answers is correct. The A the A one is closer. And it was just such a nerd moment, and I was like the only one, and I started to explain. I can't remember the question now. It was something with a starship <laughs> de- designation. It was something like the MC-80B, and I was like, the home one is not an MC-80B. It's a C. It was something along those lines, whatever it was. it was something to do with Hoth. No. This, the one that Mikey and I went to, this was like the first time. This was like the first year that we Wait, went so to panels Wait, so was there one when we went to that was wrong, too? I don't remember. I don't remember going to one with you. WonderCon. Oh, WonderCon was different. WonderCon San Francisco. Yeah, they were still running the same thing. No, this was this was definitely San Diego because I remember Mike just went and going wherever you go, I'll go. Right? He didn't, you know, he's like, no way. <laughs> and now so Mike, it was something now along. Mike just goes off and does. Yeah, so it was something along those same lines where it was such a it was such a, like a isn't anything. And, and the people around me are like, wait, wait. And I was like, are any of you nerds? I mean, that's totally wrong. It's completely wrong. That's not the right. It's wrong. And then the one guy that was sitting in the back of the wherever they were was just like nerds. It's wrong. I tell you, it's wrong. No, no. Back back then, people who went were actually nerds. Oh. They weren't like Nuevo Douche <laughs> frat boys. <laughs> they weren't like Nuevo Douche. Yeah, Nuevo Douche. That's that's the new the, the Nuevo nerd is the is the Nuevo Douche frat boy that goes and he's always wearing a muscle shirt and he's like ripped. Ah. And he's like, Oh yeah, I saw Spider Man like three years ago. I'm a huge fan. I got tickets to go to Comic Con. And so now what, I'm would, what would the hipster be? If, if you have Nuevo Douche Hipsters are just hipsters. Hipsters, just hipsters? are hipsters. They they wouldn't be reading comics anyways because it would be beneath them. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been reading comics five years well, ago, but now that everybody's the into India, it. the India the indiest of indie They would comics. probably be reading the indiest of indies. Those are the guys that come in and just like, Walking Dead's too popular. I'm not reading that. I'm going to go over to the artist alley and see if I can find somebody that's doing their own book. Because well, you'll find it, and that book good. usually is terrible. <laughs> and they'll, <laughs> they'll suck you in and make you buy everything that they have like they did best. No, that's your wife <laughs> who buys books and then says, why did I buy it? God, she got so many that one year. So, Star Trek... Track. Fan films. Track. We're going to talk track. about... This is track. I said track. No, you said track. track. Did you I say always track? always say track. track. It's not track. They're, they're not on a track. They're okay. on a track. So... Uh, to the, find the track to be... <laughs> go off. So, but this, Sebastian, you know, when I asked what we wanted to talk about this week, he said, you know, that we could talk about the, the issue that's going on right now with Paramount and Star Trek fan films. Good job. And... It made me think of it because because we do you know between all of us we do some indie films we do some you know we we have some fan films planned and things like that, but shut up. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it was like we do indie films. We do. Well, the last time we did we did like any type of fan film. Okay, yesterday, yesterday Ethan and I did. That's one, not a fan you, film though. You did no, that was an indie. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yes, the film that like no, we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. And then a couple hours before it go. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I have a major sale at my store. I have to work 14 hours. Why? Like, oh, we got the money to do the fan film fest. And then on top of it, uh, is Mikey helping you? Yes! <laughs> I was He's done every wondering. sale for t- the last five years. He's going to be there. But see, I didn't know about it. I was actually doing it until Thursday, to be honest. So, I know. Um, but but it brings up a good point, is the situation, and I'm going to let, uh, Sebastian, I'll let you explain it because you really know it. Because you're the only one that knows it. <laughs> you know all the ins and outs of it, especially since it's dealing specifically with Star Trek right now. But it makes me wonder, because everybody, when Disney first bought Star Wars, right. felt that Star Wars was going to go through this same situation. Yeah. Well, Which, I think it's also to point out that Star Wars, as a fan film, 
and, and like the culture of fan film for Star Wars was so different that it's Lucasfilm also, yeah, encouraged those 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 fan films because of those awards. We so were much enough, yeah, we were lucky enough to to attend the the screen. You know, one of the voting processes when we went to WonderCon the last time it was right. in San Francisco. There's also, uh, I would say, a bigger divide because Star Wars uh, and Lucasfilm does not have guidelines for people making fan films. They have guidelines for fan films that they take for their submissions for their fan film, like their official yeah. fan film festival. But that is not – that is – Yeah, they don't is, have a history of going out and yes. suing somebody. Like you mentioned with Kevin Rubio doing Troops right. so many years ago, which was one of the catalysts for this whole fan film explosion. Lucasfilm oh, looked at that and he, said, yeah. this is kind of fun. This is fine. It's harmless. It doesn't harm the brand. Right. It's not – Let's embrace know, like, it. Let's embrace it. I mean, basically, if you're not coming out and doing a fan film, which you're like, oh, George Lucas is a – or you're not doing porn, the they're not going to try to – The yeah, people versus, versus George Lucas is something that, Luke, while Lucasfilm may not have encouraged it in any way, they also didn't sue the living daylights out of him because if you make a, a satire – then by what is it, like satire and copyright laws, parody right. laws, parody laws, you can't be sued for it, right? Mm-hmm. But they even even to the fact where the creators of that got a tour of Skywalker Ranch, yeah. got to meet George Lucas. George Lucas, as much as it was a parody of him and what was going on, still embraced it and loved it within himself enough to to meet right. these guys. As much as a Which, corporate structure the way, they put in, they were able to kind of take those jabs at them as they were intended because it was also a labor of love. Yeah. People, people who had, there's a difference between the guys that say, I'm really disappointed with the prequels because I love star Wars so much and I wanted them to be better. And the guys that just go, the prequels are the complete worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. And everybody should die because they see them. If anyone has seen them, they should take out their eyeballs and flush them down the toilet. Those are George Lucas raped my childhood. Yeah. No, we all know that's not true. He raped your childhood because of Indiana Jones and the crystal skull. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Number five is coming soon, kids. Okay, so Sebastian, give us the details of what's going on with Paramount. And so this all begins with a uh, long time ago, a, a fan film, far, far a fan, away. a fan film project called Anaxar. Yes. Uh, until then, there's been uh, Star Trek: New Voyages and Star Trek: Continues, which are two sort of competing, uh, like season four of TOS, and lots of things here and there that featured, you know, original actors from the shows, and it's all, you know, all in good fun until Anaxar comes around and does Prelude to an Axar and does their uh, does their Kickstarter and they get a lot of money and they've put out a great product so far and part of me you know the 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 tinfoil hat in me goes it feels very clear that the reason why the hammer came down on an Axar specifically was that they were putting out a product that was seen as better than what they were already doing that's the tinfoil hat in me. There's been no real reason given apart from they're infringing on our IP and making money versus something like, and even then, an is not really making money. They kickstarted it, so they got money for production costs in advance, and you still have to pay people to work and use their time. Mm-hmm. But this lawsuit didn't come around until CBS announced they were doing the new Star Trek no, TV this series. No, this was, was this before? This was from before that. This is from before that. This this lawsuit's been going on for over a year now. So it, it was as soon as the Kickstarter passed a certain point, a certain threshold, and they went back and they realized, money, oh, they can of, actually make something that is our quality. Well, they they put out their twenty minute short uh, short film prelude to an XR, which is the which is a a setup documentary style for the the time in uh, Starfleet history that uh, they're covering is the the Earth Klingon War, the big one. Sure. And then this lawsuit comes down that, oh, you're infringing on our IP, something that Paramount and CBS have never really done to anyone before. Much like Star Wars, Star Wars has no guidelines 
for fan films. Anybody could make them at their leisure. And it wasn't until this project specifically, and there's been real, no real reason given from Paramount, because it's specifically Paramount who's engaging in the lawsuit, not so much CBS. CBS does own the TV rights. Paramount owns the film rights. Right. Do you think it's because they're afraid that it's too much like the films? It's nothing like the films because it actually looks like uh, they 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 are doing a style that's closer to Enterprise more than anything else. Okay. But I, the, that's why I say the tinfoil hat in me as a preface is like I get the feeling that someone got upset they were able to put out a product that looked and was structurally story wise better than what they were doing, and somebody's mm-hmm. like, we can't have this happening. We can't have fans undermining us as sure. as the as the gatekeepers to Star Trek. Something that Lucasfilm doesn't do with Star Wars. Which is funny because like a lot of big companies when they do see something like that, especially with their with their brand, they may reach out to these people and say, Hey, you want a job? You wanna do something, yeah. you want well, a job. As we've seen with Star Wars, the with the last movie, the JJ and Kathleen Kennedy and and everybody mm. reached out to the fan clubs. Yeah, the to R2 be involved. Builders, the R two builders, and, and, the five hundred first got a nod in the movie. You know, yeah. they they embraced the community mm-hmm. where it seems like Paramount is trying to push them away. Right. Which why would you is, bite the hand that feeds you? A- antagonism uh, is the word I use. It's a very the the new the new clauses are very antagonistic. Uh, they're very draconian and. They're, they're, they're bizarre rules, mostly because I'll read them off. Uh, okay, I was just going to ask you. I'll, you re- I'll, re- I'll read them off momentarily because they're, they're fascinating rules that have wiggle room, but they're wiggle room that, you know, it's one of those, like, if you're going to, if you're really setting your mind to doing this, you know, it, it, it'll still be obvious, but okay, we'll get around to because, it. I mean, this is, this is actually a very fascinating topic, especially you know, when you live in, in the Hollywood area or you're a fan, because it's so easy now to make a film, and why not make a film that is something uh, that you're passionate about? Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever. And, uh, anything that you, anything that you're into. And now there, you have a the man, if you will, sure, telling sure. you, no, you can if you want to make the, uh, a Star Trek fan film, you have here's, to do here's it the under these guidelines, and you can't put more than this so much of this budget into it. And some of the some of the rules are fascinating because they're rules that that again are very antagonistic, but. And then story continues. This lawsuit's been going on, and then at one of the Star Trek fan events, J.J. Uh, Abrams announces after having been vocal about uh, being uncomfortable with Paramount going after the Anaxar people. Uh, Justin Lin, director of Star Trek Beyond, has also voiced his concerns about how antagonistic Paramount's being. Uh, goes to one of the fan events that they set up and announces officially. That the lawsuit is being dropped. This is JJ. This is JJ, and this is this for a couple days. People rejoice. Well, didn't Nexar put up the trailer or something again? They did. They put up new trailers, but they while putting up new trailers, Nexar the the group doing it, the people doing Nexar said, "This is interesting, but we feel like Paramount hasn't gotten word of this because after that happened, they put in a motion to dismiss their case." And Paramount uh, did not agree to the motion to dismiss, so the case is still, still going on. And then, as time goes on, people who were at the fan event uh, talk about how, uh, you know, even though he had said this out loud, when you looked at the teleprompter from the script he was reading off of, it very clearly said uh, ad lib about an Axar. Once again, lawsuit. this is JJ. This is JJ. Ad lib was given, was read the screen, and it said ad lib about an Axar. 
And he said, lawsuit's done. And, of course, Paramount go. you know, Paramount is like, whoa, 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 lawsuit's not finished. <laughs> Someone at Paramount's going, oh, my God, cut his mic, cut oh his mic. Oh, my God, why? Uh, and then several weeks down the road, uh, an Axar is like, nope, we're still in this lawsuit. They have not, we've filed motions to dismiss. And clearly Paramount hasn't gotten word that they have officially dropped the lawsuit. And then Paramount and CBS come together to put out a list of guidelines. Uh, they call them guidelines for avoiding objections. Okay, before you read it, I, I just I, I want to get you know because Chris and, and Ethan haven't said anything yet about it. I want to get your guys. Which is weird for me. I know. I, that, that, I want to get your guys' opinion on this because it, it it's not just Star Trek we're talking about or Star Trek fan, Star Trek film films fan films. We're talking about fan films in general because any type of fan film is now, because of this, they're setting a precedent. No, no. That, here's where I will disagree. All fan films are, are already infringing on copyright and IP. It doesn't matter what it is. They, they are all doing it. Whether or not somebody decides to uh, uh, do anything about it uh, from a higher-up standpoint is completely up to how they resolve those, uh, those issues. I thought the loophole was as long as they don't make any it money. It doesn't matter. Uh, to protect your IP and your copyright, because the problem is, is as things go on, at some point, someone can go, yeah, but your copyright is no longer valid. Look at how many projects you allowed to be made outside, sure. of, your, outside of your care. Uh, which is a defense that a lot, which which is uh, a position. Think of it. Think of it this way: in terms of something not in a fan film, we all find artist prints that are not licensed by by Marvel, Marvel, or DC. by DC. Those are one hundred percent illegal. The T-shirt I'm wearing, right? Well, no, this one actually. That one is. Think of it. This um, one. That I, no, actually, yeah. this was probably licensed. Yeah, I think all of ours are. Pro- well, Sebastian's is, wearing a cool uh, pirate. You're wearing a Transformer shirt, but, but a, ma- a mashup shirt. Sure. Technically, two different companies. If you put Loki in the Star Wars universe. Well, I guess it wouldn't be two different companies, but two subsidiaries of one company. You would be infringing. would sue you. The Transformer yes. targets. How, yeah, how far are you going to go? I love right. how he's trying to find an yeah, example. Like, and he's like, and then, no, wait. No, nobody's wearing about. a shirt. Okay, if Duke is <laughs> flying an X-Wing, then Hasbro and Lucasfilm can sue you. Yes, because you're, um, you're infringing because on Hasbro copyright. and Lucasfilm don't it's do Where are you going? Where are you how far are you willing to go? In terms Correct. of like comic book companies, they don't really go after those guys in Artist Alley, even though they're making money. Because they know, as artists, that's the only way they're really going to be able to earn a living. Right. And you never want to burn the bridge going forward. And it's supporting their if brand. If you get a guy who is has an iconic picture of Batman and it gets 8 million likes on, on Facebook and he's selling a t-shirt of it, DC is going to come to shut you down. Well, it's because just like, it's too big. It depends on how far you can get. And an Axar In terms of feel, a fan film, yeah. an Axar, to me... Feels like they got too big. Is, is Well, their ambition is so big. Yes. Even if they don't want to make money towards it. you know, All the money we get is either going to go straight into the film or it's going to go to a charity or whatever you want. When you have something that's that big, you're talking about trying to do a really big film. Not a fan... To me, a fan film, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. If we were to do a two and a half hour Star Wars film... Which Even if we don't kind make, of are preparing for that. Not for two and a half hours. I'm not, not working on that. Not, not two and a half hours. It's about mm-hmm. 90, maybe. That's a total mistake. But we'll have that conversation off air. No, there's no way. Um, but anyway, that's the type of... Even then. But, but you, to, to sum up what you're saying really easy is, 
if Disney really wanted to push it, they could literally walk in my house right everything. now and yeah. take my R two D two. Yes, if you really wanted to. Yes, yes technically. You, well, I mean, you're building it yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, so there, there are That's some different. things. If you, if you there, have there, original there, painting, if you took that R two and you sold it to me for a hundred dollars, yes, they yes. could come you, you my would, house you would be and take it and then it. come and ask you for the hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and or go for legal matters. Yeah. And making money is is usually the the thing a lot of people go for. It's like, well, I'm not making money on it. It's like, no, there's a copyright law is 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 there is reason why people specialize in copyright law mm-hmm. that is a wide berth well it's also the rules. fact of like you're representing their brand yes. so you know no matter if you're making money or not if they don't feel like you're representing their brand in a correct way they can, they can wanna, stop you. they want to uh, shut you down uh, you're you're a power rangers fan i'm a super sentai fan yeah. but uh the guy who did the punisher dirty laundry short mm-hmm. did that power slash ranger Right. Uh, where the where he did like this crazy version of the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where More they were darker, they like were doing it. drugs and machine gunning people, mm-hmm. you know, and crazy stuff like that. And and Saban put the kibosh on it because it is his IP and it is yeah. brand. And he had they showed his versions of the characters murdering people. Yeah. And and they were well within their right, even though they didn't make any money on it, well within their right to tell them. You're infringing on copyright. I'm mm-hmm. taking your video down, and if you continue, I'm going to sue you. Disney, well, like Disney kind of went after of Amy Disney, Schumer. If you have a shoot. if you have a porn parody, Disney may come after you. If it ends up becomes big, parody is is a very is a, is a protected is a protected part of that. Right, but it's also are you parroting because you're trying to make a statement or you're trying to do something funny versus we're trying to sell videos of Leia getting rammed by Han Solo, quote-unquote, that's a different... Lucasfilm's going to shut you down. And then, you well, make, they still, you can't, they still funny, can't legally stop that because they can try. And they can try, though. They can but try. see, here's the thing. And to both of those points, Amy Schumer put out a GQ shoot where C-3PO is in bed with her while she's wearing the Slave Leia costume, yes. where Disney tried to go after that. Because it's a parody. It was a parody. It's a parody. So it, if it involves heavy jokes, right? Legally, they they weren't able to do were, anything because they were making fun of it, not actually trying to be serious and presenting it as a in universe. Mm-hmm. Something Correct. like that. If you if you were to do it where you have an in universe fan film going on, fan porn film, where you have. Han Solo in the actual you have a, a, a Harrison Ford lookalike. I do want to I, I want to get away from that because it's not it's when you look at Spaceballs is the better example. Yes, Spaceballs does not infringe on uh, the Star Wars IP because it is parody, Correct. and that is that would I, I for me that become that is a far more clear cut uh, area of parody. Right. Uh, although uh, George Lucas was kind enough to make sure that no toys were ever made for Spaceballs. Yeah. As, uh, as even though they do a great job of it in the movie, as one of their as one of the kavats for even allowing him to do a Star Wars parody was mm-hmm. he, contractually he was not allowed to make any toys. So which makes me very sad. But you know, oh, I'd love to have some of those baseball toys. Yeah. Before, before you go on with with, with the rules and everything, uh, once again, Chris, how do you feel about you know because uh, making films and, and being part of those type things? What? How do you feel about this and the potential of what the impact can be to what you do? Well, in a fan film, I think is if it is a fan film, it depends on where you're, where you're coming from. Where are you starting from? <laughs> are you starting from a place of love? Of starting from a place of you want to add a story to, to the mythos, or you want to do something funny? Lucas in Love. Lucas in Love mm-hmm. is a parody of the movie Shakespeare in Love in terms of a, a Star Warsian uh, bent. 
And it's hilarious. Yes. I want that guy to be able to make that film because something Lucasfilm's never going to make that. Correct. You have someone come up with something clever, even if it's to me a serious story that you can put out there and it's just kind of fun. There's the Darth Maul Apprentice one. That's there's right there's now. a lot of stuff. Like yes, that, that just came out. And again, as much as we all like to go, yay, good for you guys. There's another part of you that goes like, I know this is technically illegal. Right. Yeah. And it's one of the, and if all and the if, art on my wall is technically yes. illegal. <laughs> if, um, and if Lucasfilm wait, decided one that isn't, I have the the official IDW print of yeah. Jurassic Park number two by Arthur Adams on my wall. Um, Half the artist we know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and well, if, you get to keep that one. Chris. Yeah. But if but if <laughs> Lucasfilm decided like, hey guys, too much, too much for this Darth Vader. Yeah. Right. Then then it's you can be, I you can be upset in terms of me. I understand the legality of it when yes. you have something that you're trying to do, and you're trying to do it illegally, yes, you would hope Lucasfilm would have some, have a heart in who's doing it, why are they doing it, what's the end game, or what have you. But at the point in which, yes, someone makes a film that they plan on releasing and everyone needs to pay $5 to see it, and Lucasfilm goes, we're going to sue you out of existence, I can't blame Lucasfilm for that. Lucasfilm, them. Disney owns that copyright. Sure. As much right. as it makes you upset, you you have yeah. to come from the, the a law area is the law. If, if you want to fight, if you want to fight the law, fight the law. Then fight, go ahead and try and change law. copyright. You're law. going to lose. Copyright law in this country is very important because we protect creation from mm-hmm. a corporate standability mm-hmm. and even a personal standability. Depends on what your contract is. And obviously, well, and if even, you follow comic books forever, you know that this has been a fight in comic books for years as we have creators working for DC and Marvel who create these characters, and because they're doing it as a work-for-hire contract, they don't get any any royalties from them depending on their right. their um, their contract. DC had a great contract in the 80s or the 90s. You get royalties for creators, the stuff you create. And you see now with all these guys, they're like, I'm not going to do anything for Marvel. I'm not going to create new characters sure. for them. I'm going to go do my own stuff. So this it's, it's a big, huge ball, but in terms of fan films itself, I think where you're at is good, and to try and push those limits even farther... You, you gotta kind of wonder now. But what if what would happen if Marvel and DC stroll into to Comic Con and started overturning booths with cosplayers selling lithographs? I was going to ask that question. Just they a are they later. are they are technically infringing on copyright. I mean, and I'm a photographer, and here it's not just about corporate stuff. Copyright laws protect someone like me. If right. somebody decides to use one of my photos for promotional materials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For if you take a, a picture of cosplayer X in in a costume, that cosplayer gets a hold of it and starts to sell it as a print. That is illegal. That's illegal because it's your. It's your. It's, yeah, you take unless photo. they have a deal with you. Obviously. Unless they yeah, have a deal with me. Uh, and it, here's and it also goes into those things. I know this. Is, I mean, we're sort of expounding, but this is an important topic because I know a lot of fans like mm-hmm. I'm. I as, as well, this is a growing Star, industry. Star now. Trek is is. I have two favorite things: uh, Ghostbusters and Star Trek. And as much as I, I get up, well, you're having a bad year, aren't you? I am having, I'm having a terrible year. But as much as I love things like Star Trek, I also have to temper the knowledge of like, look, I understand that that CBS and Paramount are well within their rights to do this. Mm-hmm. Don't have to like it, and you can speak out against it. But there has to be an area of understanding. And uh, every so often, you see the Facebook story, like you know, like uh, Timmy. Timmy dies, and Timmy's parents want to put. I think one of the examples. I'm getting the name wrong, and it's it. Not to not to make a dark joke, but a uh, little kid dies, and the parents put uh, put Winnie the Pooh on his uh, tombstone. Uh, DC had something similar where the parents had a statue DC erected did have one. Yes. of of uh, the kid wanted to wear like the Superman logo uh-huh. and the thing that they were building. 
technically that's illegal and the people the the parents who paid the companies to do these things infringed on copyright and of course the world gets angry ah it's a child how can you do this but you have to understand the problem then becomes if they don't stop it then the next person can come around and say like well you didn't stop them your copyright may be void if you're trying to protect it in the next instance. But then... The guy who wanted to build the Adat for America. And he started a campaign to try and build a full-size Adat. Uh And Lucasfilm said no. And everybody went crazy. Now, I went crazy because it was Steven Stansweet. And I said, Steven Stansweet used to be a fan of the fans. And now he works for the man. And he was the one that had to call this guy and go, hey... Can't do that, bro. Yet somebody Sorry. built a, a full size ATST. Yeah, well, he right. exactly. And yeah. then you know, and, and you know, the outrage ensues, and you know whether or not you agree with it. But you know, eventually that gets. I mean, and again, we have to understand, like someone like DC, someone like Marvel, the Warners, uh, are, uh, and at Disney, you know, they have literally office buildings of legal people, and all it takes is 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 one one guy who's one guy who's just you know they get the stuff, they get the infringement stuff on their desk, and they go. This is infringement, this is infringement, this is infringement. And sometimes those situations like, look, a, a tombstone gets lost in, right. the, in the millions of other documents that you're looking through. But then word gets back to them and somebody goes, look, we're okay. And then they work out some deal like, look, just pay us a buck and we give you, we give you the right to make said tombstone. You'll say copyright DC Comics on the bottom. No, I, I have sure. a point on this, but I want, <laughs> that I want to make that. Ethan, I want to get your opinion before I make it. What do you think? You, you know, make be, his opinion? <laughs> I want to get your opinion before I, I make your, it. No, I want to get your opinion before before I, I, I go on to the next thing that I want to say about this. Because it goes back to what Chris said. But I don't want to get past you. Yeah, yet. And then we read the rules. Hmm. And then we read the rules. Then you can let your blood boil. Well, the, the only thing that I can say is, you know, being uh, as being a creator myself is the same as what Sebastian was saying. Is that, yes, I do understand where it comes from. I do understand that these companies have a brand to protect, and I think it's mainly that. Um, I don't agree with the fact that, you know, if they investigate things to this point and see that, you know, like Chris was saying, if it comes from a place of love and, like, I love this brand, I love this, you know, story, and I I have my idea for my own story... Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not making any money off of it. You know, granted, yeah, it's becoming very popular. Uh, you know, what, going back to the, to the, the case of uh, the NXR case that's going on. What, is what like, was yeah. that title? I don't know. Yeah, the, Are you drunk? Yes. The NXR. But it comes back to, you know, like, yes, they're making money, but it's money that they're putting into a production. It's not like it's making money for them to they're not buy they're not selling a mansion it. and a couple Ferraris exactly. for themselves. And it's already one of those things, too. Like, they put the Wait, we, can, we can get Ferraris from this? Yes. yes. Let's start making But it's some. not like they're trying to say, hey, give us money. Did, we're only, we only need $10,000 to make this. But get we want a hundred thousand dollars. But that's the thing with Kickstarter. And you know, you have like, budgets too. You can get over, but you can get more than you ask for on Kickstarter, right, sure. which uh, an Axar did get more and than then what they, they asked would, for. But and it's not like they're keeping that; they're right. making their they actually, product better. They, they made their product better, and even yeah. then, like with Prelude to an Axar, they put it up on YouTube, and it's not monetized because mm-hmm. there's no ads. You right. can just watch Prelude to an Axar twenty minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and they're looking to do a you know an almost feature length film, and, that, yeah. and that's where I was going to go with this. With, and they right are using characters because they're not. These aren't original characters that these guys came up with. They're actually using mm-hmm. uh, the starship uh, Anaxar, uh, and or the, they're using the planet's name Anaxar. They're using the ship the Ares. 
They're using uh, Garth of Ishtar, who is Captain Kirk's boyhood hero who fought mm-hmm. in the Klingon Federation War. So they're actually using characters and actors who've appeared in Star mm-hmm. Trek before, too. And that will, that will come back around when I start reading. And I think, it, I mean, like, it, as far as a lawsuit goes, it should come to a point where, you know, the, the court system is going to put the burden of proof on these creators to make it say... Prove to us that you're not using any of this money for per monetary right. gain. Yes. Prove to us that this money is all just going straight into the production. Well, that's or easy paying to your, do. They just yeah. pull the receipts for everything. Well, I know, yeah. And, and exactly. Axar uh, is very transparent. They Every time they have updates, they have on their website, you can download like the PDF of their budget mm-hmm. and what they spend their money on. So let's get to these rules, though. Well, just real quick. Should it matter... If I have ten dollars to spend on a fan film or a hundred million dollars, no, yeah, it should matter because you have a hundred million dollars. You have been holding back out all of us. You owe us all dinners. We're all going to Comic Con. You're dying. But it's one of those things. Like when you when fuck when, making a movie, dude. Yeah. Give us some cash. When you when you look at it seriously, it then becomes one of those things. Doesn't matter. I'm looking at it seriously. I want some you cash. Want cash. Sebastian, give me these rules. That all we, right, we, we got we, we got to now look out. We for. got we got rules with sub rules. We got ten overall rules. These are these are the ten commandments of making so a are they, Star Trek. Are they in film. English that a normal person can understand? They are not. They are not in legalese. Okay, good. Are they written on tablets that Gene I Roddenberry's am, ghost brought I, down from outside? I'm sure. I'm sure somebody did. They're pretty sure. <laughs> they're on the. T- they're on. Somebody stone at tablets. Paramount wanted to be sure these would be set in stone. Did Paramount do the Ten Commandments? I don't know. Cecil B. DeMille did, but uh, Paramount or RKO maybe. Uh, so here I we go. You know that uh, it may be Paramount. I think we saw it in their uh, box set recently. Okay, so rule number one. Under the guidelines for avoiding objections, that is the legalese. Uh, a fan production must be less than 15 minutes for a single self-contained story, or no more than two segments, episodes or parts, not to exceed 30 minutes total, with no additional seasons, episodes, parts, sequels, or remakes. Wow. That is rule one. And it's one of those things like, you can kind of get around it by having a completely different team of people doing something that is... Partially you can, related. You can do an anthology. You can do an anthology is kind of how you can get around that with like two <laughs> parts. But it's, uh, I, let's move on. Okay. Rule two. The title of the fan production or any parts cannot include the name Star Trek. However, the title must contain a subtitle with the phrase a Star Trek fan production wow. in plain typeface. The fan production cannot use the term official in either its title or subtitle or in any marketing promotions, or social media for the fan production. Well, that's understandable. That's, a, that's, a, that's an understandable get, one. Yeah. It's easy enough. You can call it, you can call it something like, a, that's like Kirk's a Ghost. And a as long Star as you Trek don't, fan a Star Trek fan production. That's easy. That's a, that makes a lot of sense. Rule three. The content in the fan production must be original, not reproductions, recreations, or clips from any Star Trek productions. If non-Star Trek third-party content is used... All necessary permissions for any third-party content should be obtained in writing. Again, that's that's understandable. Again, mm-hmm. easy enough uh, for the most part. That that there's a lot of wiggle room in there. Sure, because uh, must be original, not reproduction. That means don't use names of characters. I presume, or at least that's how I'm interpreting it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't use the name Captain Kirk. Right. Uh, don't use clips of our shows. Don't you know? Don't use uh, the Enterprise well, yeah, or the that... shape of the Enterprise. Don't use the theme song. Don't use yeah. anything close. Don't use anything resembling the theme song. So I get it. Strict. It's it's it. Rule number three is is moving into a little bit of the strict territory. Uh-huh. But 
you eye roll and go, I can, I can understand this. Or I understand the reasoning behind right. it. Right. But it's still very strict. Rule four. If the fan production uses commercially available Star Trek uniforms, accessories, toys, and props, these items must be official merchandise and not bootlegged items or imitations <laughs> of such commercially available <laughs> products. Which means... Avnos is going, yes! Yes, exactly. Woo! Which means they have to be... Anything that you use as a prop must be officially licensed, which means you'll never see another accurate costume or prop in a Star Trek fan film ever again. Yeah, because you can't afford it. Well, no, because even if you went to Novos, they're not 100% accurate. And if somebody is a stickler for accuracy and they want to produce their own costumes Wait, for the production... Who is a stickler for accuracy on this table? I think, I think there's one. I'm there's at think. least one. I think, is it Sebastian? I'm pretty sure it's Sebastian. Well, the, you, the, you the equivalency would be the 501st making costumes yeah. for a Star Wars fan film, and those costumes are far more accurate than anything any production house will ever produce. That's because the 501st is very stickular. Yes. I mean, they, 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 they stickular? have sticklers. They're sticklers. They're, sticklers. They're very sticklers. sticklers. They're very sticklers on how the costume is designed. That, but, that, but that would be the that would be the equivalent. Like uh, even down to even down to the way that Velcro. Yes, a five o first person's costume will be more accurate than a Novos. And if somebody wanted to use a costume made by the five o first in their fan film, that would be right out. But some of that's also because of the love for the product. It is, yes, it is. But but the the idea here is that you cannot make your own costume from enterprise right and that that hurts you because you're striving for accuracy but now you're forced to buy somebody else's which is 99 percent accurate look you can't wear a yellow henley and be a captain right but but that's the thing is i again a very very strict a, a concerningly strict rule because they're not even letting you make your own costumes and props you have to buy them right because they want the money i understand it very very strict though wow just mm-hmm. now they we every re- they're nickel and dime you the whole way. Five. Rule number five: the fan production must be a real fan production, i.e., creators, actors, and all other participants must be amateurs, cannot be compensated for their services, and cannot be currently or previously employed on any Star Trek series, films, production of DVDs, or with any CBS or Paramount Pictures licenses. God damn it. Wow. So you no, can't... That means we have to cancel the Star Trek movie we were doing with... Uh, with um, that means, that means if you know it... <laughs> but, but it's also one of those... You were struggling for that word. I was going to call him Jean-Luc Picard. I couldn't remember. I was like, but, what the but, hell is the actor's real name? Which is one of those things where it's like, if you got a guy who knows how to work camera professionally... Cannot be part of your film. Or even film. any training, or if he's part of any guild. Yes. Okay, so so far, we can or, we can still make this film. <laughs> no, we can't. Yeah, we can. No. We don't have any official license Not props. Yeah, but we can still get it. I'm SAG eligible. Who said we were making it with you? <laughs> can you? I, I, I did unit stills on a... On a an Who said I was film. making it with well, you? No, no, no. We, we can still do it. We ju- you just can't get paid for it. No, I can't be a part of it because he just said if you've been a part of anything that's no, if you've no, been a part, part of, of CBS or Paramount production. No, nope, no, nope. uh, fan productions must be real fan productions. I.e., creators, actors, and all other participants must be amateurs and cannot be compensated for their services, and cannot currently or previously be employed on any Star Trek. So you cannot have any professionals in any capacity working on your fan films. Well, so see, technically, technically, if we don't pay him, he's not a professional. No, 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 no. But technically, because I have worked and I do receive residual checks. I am a professional in that sense. Okay. What are you receiving residual checks from? I'm still receiving residuals from Tosh.0. Oh, my God. 
Every I, every once in a while, I receive a residual. You run away from a fake bear and you think you're the shit. <laughs> no, every every once in a while, I receive a residual. Trust resi- me, that had nothing to do with running away from a fake bear. <laughs> every once in a while, I receive a That's residual an from a commercial. <laughs> we sit on the couch with Rich and try to figure us out. <laughs> number six. Yes, six. So number six, and there are subcategories to this. Uh, God. Six, six is an easy one, though. The fan production must not be. Well, th- I'm sorry. Uh, you can edit when I reread the, read this properly for you, Rich. <laughs> okay. Number six, the fan production must be non-commercial. CBS and Paramount Pictures do not object to limited fundraising for the creation of a fan production, whether one or two segments and consistent with these guidelines, so long as the total amount does not exceed $50,000, including all platform fees, and when the $50,000 goal is reached, all fundraising must cease. That's uh, 6A. Wow. 6B, I'm calling it B, they have bullet points, but 6B. The fan production must only be exhibited or distributed on a no-charge basis and or shared via streaming services without generating revenue. That's an easy one because that's you just turn off monetization on something like YouTube. But the, what happens is if you get so many views and YouTube wants to pay you. Yeah. You, tur- you turn off monetization. Turn off monetization. No, no, but even the mon- monetization. Even if you get, well, if you get contacted by YouTube and you say, say, oh, no. we want to monetize you, you have to say no. Yes, you still have to say no. You can turn off monetization before you even put your video up. That's an easy one. Okay. C. Rule, or rule 6C. The fan production cannot be distributed in any physical format such as DVD or Blu-ray. This is one for the old timers because DVD and Blu-ray What's are slowly Blu-ray? going What's away. What's a Blu-ray? 6D. Uh, Betamax. But see, what if you, what if you, I mean, so you can't even make your own DVDs to, set, can't to, do give, it. to no. give to people. Can't do it. Yeah, you'd, have, you'd have to give people a website or go, tell them to go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Go, you, here's you'd, a, have to, you'd have to do it on a free streaming service. Like, technically, if there was a paid streaming service, like, if you made it and you wanted to put it on that, what is that, C2C or whatever? Sure. That comedy one, you can't because it's a paid service. Right. Nobody can make money, which is, again, but even fair if, enough. But even if you're just giving people Blu-rays, you can't do it. You can't. You can't yeah, because there's no way they can monitor that you're not making any exactly. money off of it. That you're not selling it. I guess that's true. D. The fan production cannot be used to derive advertising revenue, including but not limited to, through, exam- through for example... The use of pre- or post-roll advertising, click-through advertising banners that is associated with the fan production. Again, you turn monetization off of YouTube, and you don't edit in a commercial. Right. Fair enough. No I'm drinking tab <laughs> yes. on, the, on the bridge of the Anaxar. It's so good. What, the Klingons are coming? Okay. Chewbacca Mom is on, oh, <laughs> it's on our Anaxar. No unlicensed Star Trek-related or fan production-related merchandise or services can be offered for sale or given away as premiums, perks, or rewards in connection with the fan production fan fundraising. So you can't do a Kickstarter and then go, you get a free shirt. Can't do it. This is, that's against Wait, the rules. But if it's an XR shirt... Can't do it. Can't do it. But mm. if it doesn't say Star Trek, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't no matter. unlicensed Star Trek-related or fan production-related merchandise wow. or services can be offered for sale or given away as premiums, perks, or rewards in connection with the fan production fund. We'll give you a shirt that said, I donated money for this movie. I donated, I donated money for Kickstarter number 3,842. <laughs> exactly. Technically, it? you still can't do it. No. Can't, you can't do, it. do it. You can't give away any the merchandise. Rule says you, can't, you, you basically you cannot have perks from Kickstarter. And no merchandising at all. So basically they're trying to do everything in these rules so far that you've said, they're doing so that people cannot make a fan, fan film. film. Yes. Well, te- you can, but yes, you can have severe restrictions on it. It's you can come literally out and say, look, hey, this is my script and these are the people that are working with it. 
we need money. People oh, you wrote a, you wrote money. you wrote a script one day uh, for a TV show and submitted it. You can't do it anymore. Even Actually, if you're not got, you didn't get purchased. Yeah. You can't do it. No, it just basically it. You can still you can go to Kickstarter and just go. I want fifty thousand dollars. So Jake Lloyd no can't star in in a uh, Star Trek fan no. film. Well, that, that, that's not no, because he, he was a professional. No, directly with this rule, with this this rule right here is you can't have perks, but that still yes. means you can make money. It's we're still through the rules. You can technically there's make no this. there's it's no tears. Very very difficult. There's there's no there's no more like you can't be like oh and for donating twenty dollars you get a shirt. Sure, it's Paramount saying it's you more can do of it. saying like you don't. It's going to be very tough. You can. This is pure donation. Yeah. What if you did a shirt that's nothing really? It doesn't. Yeah. You cannot give anything. No, away. you can no, as long can. as it's not no, Star Trek related can't. or no, related. No, no, no unlicensed Star Trek related or fan production related merchandise or services can be offered for sale or given away as premiums. Perks or rewards, or in connection with the fan production. So you can't give anything. You can't give anything away. That's, that's if it's related to your production, you cannot give it away. You cannot sell it. Wow. Final, final bullet point on rule six: the fan productions cannot derive revenue by selling or licensing fan-created production sets, props, or costumes. You cannot resell any of your stuff to make money off of it. So if you bought and you that, can't give it away as a perk. If, can you if, return it though? Uh, well, that would have to like if you bought. Let, let's say you I'm bought, just making a joke. No, no, no. But let's say you bought an Anovos TOS command uniform for right. your thing. Can't give it away, and you can't sell it away after you're done. And if you're, you can't. It's clothing. I don't know what uh, the return guidelines are. You can't do are. it as a as a. That's either. crazy because that doesn't. You can't seem auction legal. it off. You can't sell it. That doesn't. I mean, that just doesn't seem legal that you can tell somebody you, you can't you can sell something because you're trying to infringe on a brand. Here, it well, no, a, a law like a rule like this: a fan production cannot derive revenue by selling, licensing, fan created production sets. Uh, but you can know. your mom sell it if you want? There, this is kind of like the some of this stuff reads to me, and I'm not I'm not a lawyer, but a lot of this reads to me like when you park in a parking lot and you pay twenty bucks and they have a sign that says. We are not responsible for anything that happens to your car. That sign is legal bullshit because you can still sue them if somebody breaks into your car and steals stuff. That sign is to scare you from suing them. Right. They have no legal grounds, and that sign is completely unenforceable on the parking lot. Yeah, because what's stopping them from breaking in your car and right. stealing it? It is an mm. unenforceable sign that is meant to spook you away from from suing them if something happens you know so if you said hey some guys said, well we're not responsible no they are legally responsible for that that sign it's is their nonsense, property and that sign is also not illegal to put up but the, that that sign holds no water some of these rules sound like things that if somebody were to really go for it in a court of law would not hold water i bought this anovos uniform it's my uniform i can sell it right things like that 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 there, that sound again. There's a kavat there. It's basically it's to keep you from saying I bought an Anovos uniform and I used it in my fan film. Right. I'm selling it as an authentic fan film uniform. Yes, sure. You're in trouble. And, you and, also can't say one of the perks is I will give you my uniform right. if you donate Correct. five thousand dollars. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, I know even like with the R2 builders and things like that. You, if you build an R2 unit, and I see it on eBay every once in a while, but you can't sell your droid. If you, it, you know, once you build it, yeah. you can sell parts that you make. Sure. Well, no, you, well, no, you're not even legally allowed to do that. You, you can until you hit a certain amount. Well, not no. legally you can, but no one's stopping you from doing yeah, it. You're the little fish. They're probably going to ignore you. Right. Until somebody gets Until enough. you incorporate. Until, incorporate. No, not even if you incorporate. The, the guy the, the guy making The guy making R2-D2 feet yes. and is making $50,000 a year on R2-D2 feet and he gets noticed, they're going to stop him. 
But if you made $10 on your R2-D2 foot and somebody noticed, they can still legally stop you. Yes. I, yeah, you're correct. Yes. Yes. Even, even somebody making a 3D model and putting it on Thingiverse for somebody to download is still technically illegal. Yes. It's just nobody gets caught for it because some people don't care. Right. But again, again that's beside the point. We're on to rule seven now. We're almost done. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. The fan production must be family-friendly and suitable for public presentation. Oh, I guess we can't do ours, then. That, that's, to me, that, that's a no-brainer. That yeah, makes sure, sense. Sure, that, I mean, all Star I Trek, have absolutely no problem Star with Trek that. has always been family-friendly. Again, it's, comes back to protecting the brand. It's protecting the brand. It makes sense. Videos must not include profanity, nudity, obscenity, pornography, depictions of drugs, alcohol. They can't really stop the pornography, and they can't really stop parody. This is another one of those... The, another one of those paid parking lot signs. If you're doing a parody or you're doing a porn parody, they really can't legally stop you, but they're trying to. They're, it's a sign. It's a sign to spook you from it. So what you're saying is you can't have Romulan ale in your no. fan film. No, because that is uh, that is part of circuit. So I'm continuing on here. Uh, uh, pornography, depictions of drugs, alcohol, tobacco, or any harmful or illegal activity, or any material that is offensive, fraudulent, defamatory, libelous, disparaging, sexually explicit, threatening, hateful, or any other inappropriate content. The content of the fan production cannot violate any individual's right of privacy. That one's the obvious one. No one sure. can legally do that. Uh, but this one is another one where if somebody wants to make a, a ridiculous parody that is, you know, Star mm. Trek, it's really nothing, hey. nothing you can really do. It's it's a sign to spook people. It's from... my accent. No, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, if somebody wanted to actually do a parody and call it Star Trek, I didn't realize mispronouncing everything was an accent. <laughs> it is. Okay. Rule number eight: the fan production must display the following disclaimer in the on-screen credits of the fan production and on any marketing material, including the fan production website or page hosting the fan production. Star Trek and all related materials, marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. This fan production is not endorsed by, sponsored by, or affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial fan-made film intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. No alleged independent rights will be asserted against CBS or Paramount Pictures. Fair enough. I can... I'm, Simple disclaimer. I totally understand that. I totally get that. Simple disclaimer. Number nine, creators of fan productions must not seek to register their works nor any elements of their works under copyright or trademark law. This is another one of those that I look at and I go, uh, that is something that probably doesn't hold up well. Yes, you're infringing on IP, but if somebody creates something new, if like you make a fan film and you create a brand new race of characters for your fan film, that becomes gray because it's technically yours as you created it. But again, that's... But you are creating it within the Star Trek universe. But it's still... But that is not their IP. If you make the... Univorce? <laughs> again, the accent to mispronounce everything. If you make the Balkans... The Balkans? Yeah, if you make the Balkans, and they're from... Yeah, but there's and no the, people called Balkans. Yeah, I, I know, but, I, but, but for example, if you're making the Balkans... That's <laughs> technically not CBS or Paramount's copyright. You realize now somebody's going to make a fan film and they're going to call their aliens Balkans and now you have to sue them. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so again, that's another one of those like... And then Paramount's going to sue him. But that's, a, but that's, but that's what, another one of those like legally dubious, uh, legally dubious laws that may or may not be 100% enforceable. Sure. Uh, again, I'm not a lawyer, but... Knowing, but I'll play one on TV. <laughs> no, but 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 even for but like, but having to podcast. research stuff yeah. for just being a photographer, yep. yeah. Some of this, is, some of this seems a little a little dubious, right? Uh, well, even when we did the twenty four hour film festival last night, we have to 
you have to get music. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you fill out you fill out forms for music for production for everything. You can't, if you make a song for your fan film that's completely original, they're trying to say you can't copyright that song, right. and that is there that is something they cannot legally stop you from doing. But and this is where I almost agree with them on this is that. If you're making something that's within the Star Trek universe, but it's but if all their in, rules compl- stipulate that this is unofficial, and what they're specifically trying to protect is their own IPs. But when you get to a rule like this, they're saying that if you make if you if you compose your own original song for this thing, you can't copyright it, which is something that they cannot legally tell you to do. But there, to to, exp- to try to explain it, or, you know, in in layman's terms, or you know, it's. Trying to copyright something that's already been copyrighted. No, because you're making an no, original. You're, you're not making using, an original. You're not. You're not. You're not reusing a Star Trek it theme be, song. Okay, so when you did 24 Hour Film Race five years ago or whatever, you had someone create an original music for that. Yes. If that person copyrighted that material for themselves, what they're saying is, if that let's say your fan film was a Star Trek film, Paramount's telling you you can't copyright that. You, you're not allowed to make money on the song after that. After that, that that film, even though the film is not official, it's it's sort of the thing. Like if you create something for a fan film, Paramount isn't going to take it from you, but they're also not going to let you use it ever again. Sure, which okay. is yes. technically unfair because if, it's the same thing as buying yeah, a uniform. If you, and if, to if you guys were to make a, a, a Star Trek fan film, and I came up with some sort of riff for it, and then I use that riff on an album that I own on my own. Paramount saying that's illegal. You can't do that. Right. That's okay. not true because what you're making is not an official production. If I right. make a riff for Star Trek for the J.J. Abrams says he's sorry movie, then they own it because I'm working under contract. I'm not working under contract for you to make a fan <laughs> sure. film. Right. So and again, it's one that there's there. I think they're throwing all this out there to go. Well, there's a precedent here. If we can get it out there and nobody challenges it immediately, right. At the very least, we can go to court. And more than likely, if Paramount comes to us and says. Hey, you can't copyright that song that your friend made for your fan film. And somebody we're goes, gonna, we're going to go. All right, let's go to court. How much is a lawyer? All right, we're not going to copyright that song anymore. Right. You know, that's that's sure. it, it's stuff that they're throwing those rules out there as this is the first shot over the bow. And if anybody does this and they don't have a lot of cash, who are you really going to fight for? Right. Like, look, think of the podcast thing that we did three years ago. We interviewed that guy really? about Corolla. Corolla yeah. was fighting for everybody else because he's like, nobody has the money to fight these guys mm-hmm. about all of these rules in terms of podcasting. So he, through through his altruism and the fact that he wanted to protect his own his own podcast, but in a way almost led the fight for everybody else. Yes. If you're doing something like a fan film, if we got a cease and desist letter uh, immediately from D- Disney Lucasfilm saying, "Hey, stop building your R two, are you really going to pay a couple thousand dollars an hour for a lawyer that's going to have to go sit in court?" Right. Right. And most people don't have the they're money. They're not going to. to. Yeah. That, that's the, it's a bully tactic. All of these are bully tactics. Sure. And then we're on to rule ten. But yes, it's a, it, wow, that's one of the it, it, yeah. This is the last rule, but uh, that, that's rule number nine is one of those things where that that becomes completely suspicious because, uh, for example, like let's say uh, let's say Avengers three is shooting uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm taking photos of it, and then uh, somebody over there decides like whoa 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 that photo contains our characters and copyright. And they decide they want to use it in marketing material. Legally, can't because I own the copyright to that photo because it's an original work of my own. They creation. have to pay you first. They would have to pay me first to use it. And if somebody is making a theme song for a Star Trek fan film and it's completely original, they're saying that that person that 
the the people who are working on it or that person can't copyright it. Right. Which is which is completely ridiculous because you can make the theme song before you even start the fan film, copyright it, and then use it, and then they oh hey pay me a dollar and I'll let you use my my song. Sure, or I'll give you the song to use it, but yes, it's already exactly. a copyrighted material. Exactly. So it's one of those things like I look at that and I go, uh, not so fast, guys. Mm-hmm. Last one. Rule number 10. Fan productions cannot create or imply any association or endorsement by CBS or Paramount Pictures. An obvious one. Yeah. That, is, that makes sense. Rule number 11, don't make Star Trek fan films. Rule number 11, don't make Star Trek fan films. So, as, we, okay, as we've gone through 10 rules, as you said, for most of them, we can kind of th- see... Yes, some of them the are... The stuff that's like common Very understandable. Yes. And then there's some of it that, like I said, seems more like a bully tactic. Let me ask you, because you're a big Star Trek fan. For something like an extra, do you understand why Paramount has a problem with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Do you feel that Paramount's in the wrong? Oh, good question. In my heart of hearts. I'm saying, as as an opinion. I'm not saying, not looking at the the bare bones of it. Because the bare bones of it is everything that we saw the night that we saw all those fan films for Star Wars when we were in San Uh Francisco is technically illegal, even though it's accepted by a Lucasfilm supported fan film club. Right. Technically, when they're made, they are illegal. Asking you as an opinion, do you feel that the creators of an XR should be able to go forward, not make many money off of it? but go forward and complete what they want to do. This is a difficult question to answer because part of me goes, yes, they are wrong. And I understand 100% that they are wrong. And despite how I personally feel, I know there, I know an Axar is in the wrong and Paramount is 100% in the right. Is Paramount morally correct? Do they have the moral high ground in this situation? No, I don't think so. Uh, but I do understand that they are well within their rights to protect their IP 100%. And while... I stand by both sides. I understand that one side is correct. Do you think that? A, do you see anything that Anaxar has done that has soiled that IP? No, no. But that that has nothing to do with whether or not they're in the right. As a now, as a Star Trek fan and loyalist, do you feel? I don't know if I go so far as loyalist. Well, I mean, well, but he's already. I mean, I know, I know. There's things that have like soiled you, compared, you know, some of the JJ film or the JJ films, things like that. But does does this soil your fandom? Oh, this 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 hurts my faith in their brand because I mean, whether or not they like it, the Anaxar put out a product that has been better than pretty much anything they were capable of putting out within the last decade. Mm-hmm. And to see them fight so hard against it, I go, no, you're absolutely right. But I also go, maybe this is something you should have been doing yourself then. But do you, uh, Again, that's the tinfoil hat. And, and, and this, uh, let's get to the bare bones of this. This is coming down to... And Axar s- is wrong, yes. No, they no, are no, 100% no. wrong. Paramount but, is 100% right. Whether or not I like legally, Paramount doing yeah. it... Legally, yes. But Paramount would have never said a word about this if Anaxar had not raised so much money. Right. So that, yeah, I mean, well, that, every, that's where it's down, down to. It's all money. This, the, the thing with, with Lucasfilm and the Adit for America, technically they're right. L- legally they're right. This guy's trying to build an Adit. A working Adit. Well, at, le- at the very least, a life-size Adit, right. whether it's working or not. He's trying to build an ad in the middle of America, and he wants to do it because he wants to give people jobs, and he wants to get funding, and he wants to celebrate his love of Star Wars and all these things, and he's not doing it with Lucasfilm. The heart of you says, Lucasfilm should hire this guy, 
and they should make this into a big event. Sure, yes. To build, let's build an ad at in Podunk, Idaho, because it'll be the only thing there. Right. Hey, look, mom, potatoes in an ad at. That's what's in <laughs> Idaho. People, and maybe will, Boise people State. will go there to exactly. see that. Instead of that, Lucasfilm just simply said, "You can't no. do this. Right? You, you can't do this. You can't. You can't make it. You can't support it. You can't fundraise for it." They had that great T-shirt. I wanted that T-shirt so bad. The Ad for America. He printed them for himself. Technically, that's illegal. He went to a printer and said, "I want a copyrighted image, mm-hmm. which is the the silhouette of an ad at on a T-shirt." If he makes that T-shirt for himself, you and I went to the printers today. We close handed them an, an ad at silhouette and said we want something that says you know the walkers are coming or whatever right the, the original white walker lucasfilm isn't going to sue us when we're walking around comic-con wearing it of course it's a good shirt that's a really good shirt that's a really good shirt every mashup that's what those things are yeah. when we look at the stuff in t-fury whatever and a lot of those get ended up getting uh, uh um, protected by parody laws because they're they're something funny or no, whatever. and they're not joke. and rip, yeah. and most of those companies but aren't making make, enough off of them that's anyways. the thing when um, the first year that I went to WonderCon down here, first year was in Anaheim. Yes, there was a booth that had these four Pokemon shirts, and they proudly displayed their cease and desist letter uh-huh. from uh, the the creators Nintendo. of Pokemon Nintendo, the Nintendo company game because they were making triple digits. They were yes. making hundreds of thousands of dollars selling these shirts online. I don't know how they were terrible shirts, but they had a cease and desist letter. They weren't there the next time. And following it up, sure enough, Nintendo sued them out of existence. Sure. Because they made too much money. And it was sort of the comments as you saw whatever wherever I saw the story on some other site a year later where I was like, what the heck happened to those guys? And I found it. The comments after like, you guys are idiots. If you had made twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000, you would have been fine. But you just kept pushing it, and you got into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then when they sent you the cease and desist letter, you started going, but we're fans. We have the right to do this. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Well, we do because we're fans. This is the same thing. And Axe are, if they want to go forward and say we should be, we should have the right to do this simply because we're fans, they're going to get killed because let, it's not it. Let, let's it's make not, sure we true. let's make sure that we say this right now. We are not condoning any right. fan or anybody to make money off of somebody right. we, else's original creation. Right. No, no, right. and I, I think that's been obvious. But we're also not condoning you guys stopping making fan right. films. Here's, right. There's there's a medium here. The problem is, as you said. Almost everybody can make a decent-looking film now. We've seen enough, just two guys in a parking lot with, with battle sabers, uh-huh. and it's shot really well. The guys can make moves, except they do the wrong thing that every single sword fight, amateur sword fight does, in which they battle like three feet above their heads. Yes. None of those are killing blows. No real sword fighter is ever going to hold it above their head and go, just, just parry it up here, all the way up right. here. And whatever. But they can add the rotoscope effect afterwards of the blades, there's special effects on the ground. There's all this type of stuff. You and After Effects it. is so easy to it's use. It's so now. easy yeah. to use. Almost every picture. The 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 there's a Instagram page of of the Star Wars Black series. It's mm-hmm. a fan Instagram page, and people send in their photos of the Black series figures in various poses, and almost all of them put the effect for the saber and stuff like that. Sure. Now here's something where if they really wanted to, they could say, "Hey, you guys are gaining notoriety." Instead, Lucasfilm has actually partnered with them. Right, and they had a contest for them for Rogue One. Yes, and and they were like, put this sound that Sebastian has coming from his phone. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, put this, uh, copyright put infringement. This, yeah, put this this hashtag on your photos when you submit them, and we're going to select a few to put on there. This is like, Lucasfilm has now, gone so far as to Lucas put film, sounds Lucas on their site for you to download. Uses, Lucasfilm uses their fans to create content for them. Understanding yes. that if these guys are going to do it anyway, 
in some cases, not all cases, not a lot of cases, in some cases, they decide the goodwill that we're going to get from hosting the Fem Film Awards, mm -hmm. the goodwill that we're going to get from having the R2 builders use the R2s on stage, the 501st walking out for the, the Episode 7 announcement at Celebration. Uh -huh. All of these things where they, mar they, they partner with them and say, you're creating content for us, you're furthering the brand, they're not harming anything, they're not, you know, the Black Series isn't, you know, Kylo Ren putting his hands over Slave Leia's boobs, there's right. nothing there, it's got to be tasteful, it's got to be a That'd picture be really weird. the universe. Over I'm sure that mom. picture's all over the place, but... It's not on anything that even that Lucasfilm is so, affiliated so with. Wrong. It's so wrong. Right, because Luke doesn't tongue-fuck his sister in but the that's second your, film. It's even worse than your mom. He didn't, <laughs> at least he didn't know it was his sister. Oh, but C-3PO knew, and he just watched it happen. <laughs> R2-D2 knew. <laughs> he wasn't there. That's right, he wasn't. No, C-3PO's sitting right there. That's right. Golden yeah, eyes. Yeah, but he had, his memory, he had his memory wiped. Did he? You would think that did would he? jar his memory, though. Did he? I don't think <laughs> well, he Well, Captain Antilles was supposed but, to. The thing with the Naxar is it, it's, it's almost a sense of saying you can make your fan film, but you can't make it too big. Right. So what, what do you do? It, yes, you would hope... So if I have $100 million and I want to put to a fan again, film... Again, if you have $100 million, no, no more fan films. You're paying for us to do some stuff. Let's go. <laughs> Give us all sweet jobs. I'll paint your house, whatever. Um, you That's the one thing that Chris can think of as a job, that he would want to paint your house. Job, man. I want those bleachers. Um you would hope that Paramount would come to some sort of agreement with them, you know, to make it, even if it's not official, you know, it's sort of like an approved by Paramount. It's not official. It's not canon. It's not any of that. But, but, you know, who to knows? To me, they, when you immediately, when, to me, when you're a big business like this and you immediately start attacking legally the little person doing it, you are alienating not just that person that's creating this, but the entire fandom that is sure. following you. Well, I mean, and it's the it's not and what makes it worse too is that Star Trek fans then look over at the Star Wars fans and go, "But how come they can make big budget fan mm -hmm. films whenever they want and never get stopped?" Mm -hmm. And we can't. But it also is one of those things too where sometimes fan films come out of a dissatisfaction for the product being put out too. Yep. Uh, you know, some people out there didn't like Enterprise. Some people out there don't like the JJ movies. And, you know, we don't know about the new CBS show, but if the new CBS show, it, I mean, which is it, the CBS and, I mean, a lot of people sort of feel in the Star Trek community that CBS and Paramount sort of treat Star Trek like their redheaded stepchild, that Star Trek is no longer, is no longer even good enough for primetime TV. you got to put it on a special $5 a month service that's not going to get anywhere near the notoriety or the views mm -hmm. that a lot of people feel it deserves. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. It's got a lot of good people working on it, so I have no opinions on it. But somebody out there who loves Star but Trek... But it doesn't seem like they're embracing it or, uh, they're or used, supporting but the thing it. Is, but it, even that argument to me fails because they're saying that it's a, certain, it's a brand and a fandom that is so strong that they're willing to bet hundreds of millions of dollars that people will actually start paying for their streaming service. Okay, I, I get that. I, you, I see you that. Can see, you can flip the coin. You, to you, me, can, you can flip, flip the coin very easily. You can flip it's the not, coin as using it as a catalyst like, to expand yeah, It's not this. like Cartoon Network that takes something like Young Justice and says, this is quality, but we're going to put it on five different nights in five months. We're not going to put new episodes out. We're going to hide it in weird places. We're going to show you All the premiere stuff, over and over again. It's hard to think that Cartoon Network, as a network, really cared about that show. Sure. If they would have said, hey, we're going to show you the first one, and we're telling you that you have to go buy the DVD in four months in order to see the rest of it, to me, I could flip it and say, they think it's so good that they're not giving it away for free. They want people 
They're going to give you the taste. They're going to be the drug dealer. Sure, they're going to sure. give you the taste. You're, you're right. You're right. Which is what, what, what CBS, CBS well, is going to... CBS is saying that they're doing. The, they're going to air the pilot on yeah. CBS. And then you got to pay five bucks a month to see the rest of everybody it. everybody in the middle of America is going, where's that Star Trek yeah, where, but it, And it also becomes one of the things like, well, it's online. So its budget is obviously a lot smaller now. Yeah. And they want well, to do an be, anthology series. I mean, it could series. be a loss leader. There's, there's all these sure, things. And we sure. discussed this at the time. It could be a loss leader. If CBS doesn't pick up the stream, do they show it in the summer? Right. NBC Universal did this with Battlestar Galactic. They threw the first one on NBC and then said, we're moving it to sci-fi. Yes. You had to pay for, you know, you got to have a, a pay service, a cable or satellite before right. you had to get sci-fi. We said that they powers... used it as a way to go to to make other cable companies, mm-hmm. that major cable companies that were not carrying sci-fi, mm-hmm. to get fans to call their cable company and say, hey, sci-fi, this is what Time Warner did with the Dodgers. We bought the Dodgers because it's going to be exclusive on Time Warner. You're going to have to pay for it to DirecTV. They knew DirecTV was never going to pay $5 a subscriber and hoped that it would drive people in the L.A. market where Time Warner Cable gets absolutely destroyed by DirecTV because Time Warner Cable is one of the worst companies in the history of companies. Instead, it backfired completely. Nobody is switching to Time Warner Cable. They are losing so much money that the Dodgers, who are getting the money from Time Warner, but no one is watching their games, is now ready to go and sue Time Warner for hurting their brand for the fact that they cannot and will not uh, uh, capitulate to DirecTV's demand, saying, we're not paying five bucks a subscriber. DirecTV's now doing commercials where they're trying to say, hey, look, we're better than satellite because we don't go out during the weather. But most people, you know. DirecTV is satellite. Time Warner, you mean. Time I mean, Time Warner, yeah. yes. Okay, but even, even something like Powers that was exclusively on the PlayStation mm-hmm. that we said would never work is now getting its second season. Sure, but that's also. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's that's not also, a great show. But, but, it, but it's also a show on a very, very small scale. Yes. PlayStation Network has a very, very small. Uh, and didn't have the fandom. Install base. That is very true. Look, at some point, if. if Netflix, not, not to take pot shots yeah. at, at, at Powers, but it's, Powers say, yeah. is a very different situation. Okay, let's, if hold on, Star hold on, hold on. let's talk about something in, 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 in terms of an allegory. Star Wars, or, I'm sorry, Disney Lucasfilm, Disney has an exclusive deal coming with Netflix, right? Yes. At some point in the near future, everything that Disney produces is going to be exclusively streamed on Netflix. Yes. When they cancel Rebels and they start their next cartoon, and it's Netflix exclusive... Everybody who's a Star Wars fan who doesn't already have Netflix is going to go buy Netflix. True. Marvel's already done it. This is the Marvel has a brand. How many people went out and bought subscriptions to Netflix to watch the day Daredevil. after Daredevil? Everybody said Daredevil is amazing. It's better right. than anything that's on NBC. That's you want the travesty of it. It's who the stuff on ABC is a complete waste of crap. And then we put the really good stuff on Netflix. And it's all it's all a production. You're just pushing people for this sort of thing. Yes. But, if, but, but when you look at something like, especially like CBS, that's pretty much their only original program. You're going to get, yeah. you, it's streaming and you get to watch reruns of Big Bang Theory and whatever other show they have. Are you planning on buying uh, the access for it? No. And that's the, the, the fear of it. In, I've had the no, same not conversation at all. With, with our friend Brandon, who is a huge Star Trek fan as well. He's amazing. He's like, I'm not paying for it. I'm not, right. not going to pay for it. Even if he sees that first thing, the, the, the mentality now is you're going to see that episode on CBS and it's going to blow you away and you're still going, I'm not paying for it. And then the rest, But the rest of the episodes are not going to be as good as the first initial episode. Whether because... it is or isn't. If even if it blows you away, you're going to sit there and say, you're going to get it illegally. You're going to get a DVD next summer. Sure. Right. Even if, if, it ta- if CBS streaming doesn't, if it adds one new subscriber, you're going to see that show on in the summer or you're going to see it the next season. Mm-hmm. We're like, we already have it. It's not doing what we want it to do. Mm-hmm. We've got to do something with it. We paid a lot of money for these other, let's say, 11 episodes. Coming fall on CBS, the Star Trek show that you could have paid five bucks for, 
we're going to show you all 12 episodes. Right. Do you think this is going to hinder the show? Do you think, do you think this show... Yeah, it, I do. This is setting it up to fail? I do, because CBS Access does not have the subscriber numbers of Netflix and Hulu, which are the two giants, mm-hmm. and... But, also, it, but, but, but you also look at it. It's an attempt to get there. It is an attempt to get there, but here's the thing. Hulu is owned by Fox, ABC, and NBC. The odd man out who decided to not jump in on the Hulu train was CBS, and now they're stuck with their own streaming service while everybody else has reins of money because people can either pay for a commercial-free subscription to Hulu or you can watch it with commercials and get the content whenever you want. Now, Versus something like CBS, I have to pay $5 right. extra. It's like, no, you, you, well, you decided again, not to be part of Hulu or Netflix. I'm not rewarding you for that. The, the thing with it, though, is, is we've talked about the, the, the bigger issue there is the splintering of these type of streaming services. I can see Hulu disappearing in the next three years. Because NBC is going to want their own, ABC is going to want their own, or they're going to go in with because the, they're owned by Disney. They're going to go in with the Disney deal, or they're going to go into Netflix or Amazon. They're going to go into the Disney deal, and Agents of Shield is going to be available, and uh, Enchanted High or whatever will all be available. Enchanted whatever. High, what? no, Ever After High, whatever that stupid one is on ABC Family. Ever After, well, yeah. Oh no, go. yeah, you're right. It'll I go know. to Netflix or whatever. And then Fox, I mean, Fox already has an, a non-pay app that yes. you're able to watch their stuff. All, but all, all those, all those companies it. already do have those apps, and right. they just see it as two sources of revenue. Right. The app isn't a paid app as it is you now. See, but you, you're see, forced to watch yeah, the commercials. I can see NBC Universal within the next few years going, we're gonna, we want our own streaming service. We want our own. We talked about, which just with the, the blind box companies. You now have every single, Marvel sure. sitting there going, why are, we, why are we letting Loot Crate make all the money off of our right. box? We have our own stream. Luke, we have uh, our own Star one. Wars has Star it. Star Wars has their own one. Firefly has Fire- its own now. Oh my God. How do you come up with six boxes a year for Firefly? Well, that's why I didn't get it. <laughs> sure, that's why you didn't get no. it. No, okay. So somebody listening might go, well, what does this have to do with fan films and, and, and the Nexus? You know, but... I hope they're not asking what this has to do with fan films. That's what the whole show's been about. No, no, no. I mean, what we're talking about right now with CBS access. CBS and Paramount are trying to protect their IPs because they have. Do you think that they may be that there may be some fear that this fan film or fan series may be better than what they're producing? That was I said that at the beginning. Yeah, my tinfoil. I know, I know, I know, I know. But 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 this kind of reiterates that with here they're offering somebody's offering something for free. And they're they're telling you no, we're offering the same thing, but you have to pay for it. I, do, you, do you think that that's why we got to shut this down before they they become well, bigger I, than I, us? I, I said that at the beginning that, that my my personal tinfoil hat theory is that it's very very likely that they saw that somebody was putting out for the masses for free something that they themselves not they they are able to but choose not to. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that's a better word. For they it. choose not to put out. I mean, uh, when you look at uh, what's his, what's his name, the guy who plays uh, uh, the alternate universe Captain Kirk, he's uh, in he's the uh, Crick, Crick, Captain Crick, Captain Crick, uh, whatever his name is, okay. uh, he's uh, he he played uh, the same character that Harrison Ford played uh, many many. Uh, uh, Many, many in the remake of it. Whatever his hmm. name is, blonde guy. This is the only Star Trek thing I've ever seen. Are you are you talking about the the the? Uh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yes, you're talking you're talking about the the like Air Force One and those that were ta- where yes. Harrison Ford played uh, the the what's his name? The 
hell are you guys talking about? The, the what president? Was the, what was the character? What was Harrison Ford's name? In, in ben that? Affleck played him in Some of All Fears, and this guy, Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Huh? Yes, Jack Ryan. The guy who's playing current Captain Kirk is is oh Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were talking about like some fan or something. I was like, no, who the hell is Chris you? Pine, that, uh, that really tall guy who does the the, the Star Trek, uh, that does the uh, the Spock cosplay that everybody hates. I just, I, I you're you're yeah. blank kind yeah. of. Yeah, Chris, Chris Pine, who well, now I, I get why he doesn't know it because it has to do with the evil villains. Yeah, Chris Pine, who I'm sure is a nice human being. Uh, He's a good actor. Uh, uh, nice human being. <laughs> um. No, that's not hey, true. Despite, and, despite jokes, I actually did like him as Jack Ryan. A you lot. know what? When he was in uh, Princess Diaries two, he was really good. I've not seen Princess <laughs> Diaries two. Oh, uh, no, no. Jo- jokes aside, uh, he he seems like a nice guy, and when and I've seen him in movies where he can actually act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually and I I don't know if a lot of people, but I actually did like him as Jack Ryan. I thought he was a good fit to play that character. More so than Captain Kirk than anything else. Uh, but a couple of days ago, he actually went on as like, uh, when people were asking, like, you know, we want hard sci-fi start. The, the movies in succession have made less and less money. Mm-hmm. They also are less and less reviewed well. And people are like, well, we want to return to hard sci-fi. We want to go back to those themes. And he basically laid it all out as that. It's like, those movies won't make them money because they're not action shoot 'em ups and Star Trek is now not for you nerds. He didn't say that, but the, but it's the implication is that Star Trek isn't isn't about thought provoking introspection or a mirror for the real world. It's now about guns and lasers and Spock murdering people with his bare hands uh, by beating them on top of a hover car chase scene. Right. Uh, but and and he laid it on, and it's and he's not wrong. And he was he wasn't he wasn't a dick about it. He's not a douche about. It. I'm I'm. Well, we've, adding, so we've said that with I'm movies. Adding, and yeah, I'm adding, a, I'm adding hyperbole to that. But the truth, I mean, the truth is, is that, you know, he's not wrong that the studios don't make those movies anymore. I think, I think the assumption from the studios is that those things don't sell anymore. And that's the big issue in why I say, you know, my tinfoil hat theory is they're, they're afraid of productions like Anaxar and uh, uh, New Voyages and Star Trek Continues is because they're putting out for free what they choose not to put out. Have they anyone... choose not to put out quality thought-provoking programming alongside you know you can have your hawaii 50s and your ncis's along with a star trek you just like you can have orphan black and and doctor who side by side at the bbc right. one is schlocky fun sci-fi and the other one is hard-hitting sci-fi drama right and those can coexist and the idea that they can't coexist is is purely uh an american thing especially when you look at other countries like when you look at uh, asian markets they know how to have their, you know, Koreans know how to have their Korean dramas, but then also crazy detective stories with ghosts and and all that stuff. So I, it it's a it is something that I see that that they aren't putting out a product because they choose not to and are afraid that other people are getting the product elsewhere. And I again, tinfoil hat. I I I agree that that is a potential reason why they're engaging in all of this. Have any? Hold on. Why do you hate America? <laughs> Why do I hate freedom, Chris? I'll yeah. tell you why I hate why, freedom. Why, why do you hate America? We like our we like our murder and Spock, our good looking James T. Kirk and laser shit. We like all our over guns. Okay, have any? That's a whole different podcast. I know. Have any uh, actors or crew from Star Trek, any of the series or anything, been pro or con against what's going on currently with Paramount and fan films? 
Have they, has anyone said anything? The, only, the apart, ones that are still alive. Yeah, the, apart from apart from J.J. Abrams, who slipped up, who who made a mistake, a horrible mistake that he now must yes, atone for. Yes, we know he made those two films. What, what else? Uh, did he... <laughs> uh, Justin Lin also has been is like he's been uncomfortable with it. But it's also hard to say because when you there has been I mean fa- besides Will we, we you know, there's been fan films that have had involvement from like Tim Russ who played Tuvok mm-hmm. on Voyager, Walter Koenig. Uh, 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 the act, one of the actors in an Axar was General Martok in Deep Space Nine. Right. So a lot of these actors well, do. He just he just violated one of their ten rules. Yes, he did. Uh, but but again, a lot of the actors from Star Trek have a love for Star Trek, so they're not afraid to give their time to projects like this. Isn't it funny they came up with ten? Their ten commandments for it. Yeah, that's what I said at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And wrapping things up, especially uh, we've got yours, Chris. Final thoughts on this. I said the same thing. I hope it doesn't keep fans from making films. Yes. But I'm also, like Sebastian, I understand what they're doing. It depends on what their motivations are. If they really think that this is going to hurt their brand and that it's going to be, that someone's going to make a lot of money off of something they don't own, then I completely understand it. If it is, oh my God, this is better than anything we can do. Let's shut this down right now. Then their heart is not in the right place and they should find a way to work with them and make it official product, mm-hmm. and then everybody wins. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. I just feel they were they handling the situation incorrectly, and I think in turn it's going to hurt their brand more than um, help them. Ban Beyond is a uh, boycott. Beyond is a hashtag for a reason now. Yeah. Does anyone feel? And this is the last, this is the final thing on everything. Does anyone feel or have a here? fear that this is That's going to bleed out over into other fan film? Genres. It already does. It's it, just it's they're the, not, but to this extreme. Well, it, it comes it, back. They do, to... but they're not Star Trek. That's the thing. Star Trek is one of the largest mm-hmm. brands on planet Earth, with the exception of a few things like James I Bond, I Star Wars. You, Lucasfilm has those same rules. It's it, somewhere in there. They have the same rules. They just haven't posted it on the internet because they're not at the point where they are actively trying to shut down. An ongoing production, or no one's come up with a, a fan film that's that. That's what I'm saying. That, that's nobody, made that much, nobody, bringing that much money to it. Nobody is making the type of attempting to make the type of ongoing Star Wars uh, fan fiction parody, serious drama movie series that an Axar is attempting itself right. to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like taking uh, Lucasfilm for example. I think the way they're handling it and people who are behind the scenes on this is the fact that they're embracing it more and encouraging people to make their own fan films is, you know, a better course of action than Paramount being like, no, just stop it. Sure. No, just stop it. Stop it's it. ours. It's ours. You can't do are it. You're making other Star Trek films. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. In the end, it comes down, you know, Maybe like you're yeah. saying, if it's going to bleed over into other fan uh, films. Think of it like, for example, if I decided for some reason uh, I wanted to do like a Walking Dead fan film. For some and reason. For, for some, some reason. reason. Like, some you don't, reason. No. like you don't have at least ten scripts in your head. No, I don't. Nine. But, Nine. you know, like come back down to it and then like. It'd still be better than Fear the Walking Dead. He's either, got a hundred of them. It'd still be better than Fear of the Walking Dead. You know, yeah. and then coming back, finding out how, you know, Robert Kirkman or AMC is going to handle it. You know, like we can't really. They're going to sue you. No, they're not. No, it's because it's dead walking, not walking dead. No, but it, I mean, like, that's well, what I'm saying. Like, is it, it but comes... that's the thing. is something like Walking Dead, you can make a zombie film that's you make your own zombie dead film, yeah. without it being Walking Dead. But if you call it, but if you call it the Walking Dead, 
Well, I'm using... Don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's called, called them walkers. walkers. Yeah. Or biters or shufflers, I think, is in the comic at some point <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. So is. I'm using it as an example, yeah, but right. it's like seeing what other companies would address just because I think Star Trek and Star Wars are so big that would they have such a big fan following. You're seeing the two you opposite sides of the coin. Completely so much. You see those films out so much. Right. Well, and I, it, I brought up the can't... example earlier. The, the, the guy who did the, the Punisher short film, Dirty Laundry, he did yeah. the, the Power slash Rangers. Mm-hmm. He was, that was, I mean, again, because that's small time, the, the, the fandom for that is very, very small, so the outrage is very, very small. Mm-hmm. Again, but, but also but I think the way that Saban he got the kibosh put on it. Star Trek makes it, news because well, it's also he got the kibosh put on it because unlike Anaxar, he did it in a completely different yes. tone mm-hmm. as the Power. If you're going to make a Power Rangers movie, you're not making it rated R, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So and they're making a Power Rangers and they know somebody knows somehow Brian Cranston is in it. He I used know. to work on the original show. I don't care. That's Hope crazy. It's a car payment. What's up with that? No, so, I, I think I think because Brian Cranston is he an actor. To, he, he's an actor. He loves to act. Well, and he will act. Yeah, in I that. think Brian Cranston loves. He to was one of the too. He, he was in Godzilla. Yes, he was in Godzilla. He was in Godzilla for ten minutes. He was one of the. He was a suit actor on the original I show. And but he I'm also saying, realizes how right, close is, his career is, came to being over. But, but, but you know what? But, but you, yeah, know, you know how close his career is going to become to over once he does Power Rangers. Um, the point is, the, the, it can't help one way or the other whether an Axar gets made and it just picks a big middle finger to Paramount. Or Paramount completely destroys it. It can't help but bleed over into other places. And it will be interesting to see how companies like Lucasfilm, what has been a friend to the fan for the most part, acts going forward when they see a somewhat comparable fandom versus its parent studio mm-hmm. get into a war like this, one way or the other. Right. So that it, it, it's... It's something that we've kind of said as much as we can say about it, and now it's just stay tuned, and we'll yeah, see what yeah. happens. And, next. And, and you know, and I, I've got to go a little bit longer. Lu- Lucasfilm we... will swat when their copyright is in trouble. Yeah, yeah. and I guarantee you, the the moment there is a, any challenge of any sort to any part of their copyright, because well, for twenty years now, you've let people make fan films. It's not really your copyright anymore, mm-hmm. and and this is any it do- company, and it, and it doesn't, and and Disney no longer owns it because they've let people make all these fan films. Is the day the hammer comes down for Star Wars? That's in a way that's almost the the, the Schuster family versus DC. Yes, that was DC's argument. Was like we've made these comics for so long, it's not yours anymore. Right. Yes. We've had all these other creators work on it. How how can you say now that it's yours? Mm-hmm. You know, that was the not exactly the crux of their argument, but the crux of their argument was if you've let us do this for so long, why come down now? Yeah, why yeah. did you wait until so, well, why it, did you wait again, until the it, 70s? It depends, on, it depends on where we are. I mean, it, it, where we go and where we are. If, if the fandom rises up and says Star Wars is ours, they're wrong, but Correct. are they going to try and make that sort of of argument if Lucasfilm decides, if Lucasfilm Disney decides to change gears and become no fan films, nothing nothing unofficial. No fan films, no cosplay, rules, no, no cosplay, no this, no that. Well, because a day can come when somebody yeah. can go, whoa, you've let this happen to so many other productions. Star Wars is now public domain. Yeah. That's when that's you when try and make that's when the, the fight esoteric, begins. Yeah, they can try and make the esoteric argument because let's let's face it. In Star Wars Celebration, you had people do official Star Wars Celebration prints that were mm-hmm. available with a logo on it, and you had hundreds of artists who made prints that had no Star Wars Celebration. You logo also on had Lucasfilm sending in, in the the official 
Lucasfilm Disney Star Wars Celebration Run Convention. So if you really want to get down to brass tacks, there is a lawyer that will take that position and say you have allowed it by not condoning it, and therefore you cannot condone it now. But you had, they, they had, did condone it at the Star Wars convention because they actually sent helmets and, and uniforms no, 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 to cosplayers. Not, no, no, it has nothing to do with the cosplayers. What I'm saying is you have a guy with a booth. Yes. Cat uh, uh, um, um, Skaggs. Yes. Stags, excuse me. Cat Stags has an official poster for Celebration. On yes. the bottom it says Celebration. Celebration Anaheim. official, yes. She also has six posters that are not licensed by mm-hmm. Lucasfilm that uses Lucasfilm characters, situations, scenes, what have you. Lucasfilm did not go to her booth and say, you can't sell these six, you can only sell this one. Correct. They absolutely allowed her to infringe on their copyright right there in the building. Mm-hmm. If three years from now, you, they go and say, hey, you can't sell these five, you can only sell this one, if she wants to... She can fight and say, you have set a precedent already. You have a, 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 celebra- you have a convention that is run by you, that is owned by you, that is licensed by you, and you let me do this before. You cannot tell me now. You should have told me four years ago I wasn't allowed to do it. You Again, had a it, film it, festival there's, that there's was endorsed all, by you. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's a lot of all this different stuff. If it gets to the point where fan film and art is versus the company every single time, that you want, you want to see where the pop culture bu- bubble bursts? That's where it bursts. Yeah. That's where you get. If all of these companies all of a sudden turn on the creators of auxiliary content that people enjoy, you're in trouble. And that's where, that's where you come into the fact of the fan films were made because of the passion and love that they have for these properties. And then you have to fight for that passion and love. Because, or to be able to display well, yeah, that but you're passion. Also, you're, you're afraid. Sometimes you have to take that first step as a company because you know at some point someone's going to use it not as a passion as a fan, but realize they can make money. Out. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and, and that's where I and I see I can see that. And that's where at it, some point, at some point, one of these companies is going to take on one of these cosplayers. Mm-hmm. These, some of these cosplayers are huge, and they're making thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. They're making whether they're, they're living off of it. Some people, Je- Jessica Negri, mm-hmm. uh, has already sort of said, you know, uh, that she's basically got enough money to live for the rest of her life comfortably. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's and she has deals with Square Enix. Where yes, a lot she of has money. deals with uh, mm-hmm. Ubisoft. She's doing it. She's doing it the smart way, though. Yeah. She's and, she, she's she doesn't going have through a deal a... with Warner Brothers. Right. And if she decides to do a Harley Quinn costume. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point DC is going to go to her and says you can't make that costume, you, you can't, can't do appear that in that costume, you cannot be an invited guest to any con in America and wear that costume or anywhere in the world. Can't sell those. You can't prints. sell the print of that costume. Yep. You can't make, and that's where at some point someone we've already seen it. To me, again another subject, but I've seen cosplay uh, corrupt that fandom because there are so many cosplayers we see now who are making a living cosplaying as characters that do not belong to them. Personally, I don't care one way or the other. I don't think Warner Brothers will care. I don't think Marvel will care. Right. At some point, they might. You have artists who are selling prints and all of these sort of things. And the bad thing is... The reason that, that Paramount may say, you know what, we're just going to stop this right now because in 10 years, we don't want to fight the guy who has a lot of money already right. and says, if I make a really good Star Trek TV series, 
I can make money off of it. And I can Star, Trek, uh, Star Trek New Voyages. Mm-hmm. Star Trek continues. I mean, the There's best like thing 40 is... episodes of Star Trek New Voyages. One of two. They're like two similar like season four mm-hmm. vein shows. But they're both... do it because they're, both they're fans of the, the, the genre or the fans of the brand. They're making it to make money, saying, hey, if everybody else can make it, we can make it. We should be able to make and it. And one of the most horrible things about this is that the companies have the right because it's their product. That's not horrible. That's not horrible. It's not that's, horrible that's at all. It, it no, so I, I mean, have... it, it's horrible that, to the fact that as a fan, you want to make you want to make something. You want to express, you want to express your, love. your Yes, you want to express your love. Say, There's a, the people, where it comes from is where you have to look at the original intention. But if you want to make your fun. money, make something you're, you can create you your can own You can make thing. something original. If, if but, you can create your you can own fan film. That, you can start to make that argument that it's almost impossible to create your own stuff now that you're going to make any money on unless you're established somewhere else. But you can, if you if can you take your idea. Fan, if you don't make the fan film that somebody notices and say, hey, we can, we can hire you. We can bring you over here and we can do it. The, the, the South Park model is not going to work anymore. Right. The guys who make an original little video cassette that somebody looks at and says, hey, we should get these guys on Cartoon Network. When was the last time we saw something? Or not Comedy Central. When was the last time we saw something like that? True. What we're seeing, what we're seeing is people who are making animation. The, the thing's been going around now of the, uh, the, the video of the, um, the young boy who's playing video games and he gets the, the, the mom brings the president and it's a dog. Mm-hmm. The guy makes the thing and he got hired by an animation studio. They saw it online and went, holy crap, that guy right. needs to work for us. But that's not the, that's not the norm. Right, but Look, if you if you're talented enough to to create a nexus for in the Star Trek universe universe, you could take that and make it your own universe. Sure, sure, the, but and the, tell the same story. You could, you could, and there would no, be. Well, there's no way those guys make that much money. You, right, no, I, is, I, I, oh, so you're right. I, no, on no, that. no, no, I think that. No, I think you have the talent. Sure. Yeah, there's a divide. You, you're not going to get star. Talent, if you're not, you're not going to get Star Trek money. We're for all it. talented here. You guys are talented. Fine, whatever. I, I'm an idiot. You're talented. None of us are working in an entertainment field. Oh, I said that on last. People actually heard that. No, it's right? okay. Nobody believes you. Okay. Sebastian's a fantastic photographer. He would have trouble trying to find work as a photographer because of just all the ins and outs of it. Sure. Sebastian should be a photographer. At the very least, he should be an onset photographer. And some of the times you've done it, you've, you've been doing it. Ethan can edit. Ethan can do sound. Ethan can do all that stuff. Ethan's gone to school for this stuff. You've been an actor, a creator. You're building R2 units. We're all kind of these things. There are roadblocks there. Mm-hmm. So you can make the argument that the only way we're going to get into it is if we make a fan film on Star Wars and it's amazing. Sebastian takes all the still pictures. You build the R2 units for it. Ethan edits and I write it. And Lucasfilm goes, this is fantastic. We're hiring all four of you. We get noted. That's how you By get By the way, noticed. Lucasfilm, let's just do that. Let's just skip the fan skip film the, part. Skip the middle of it. We'll all work for you. It's okay. We all love Star Wars for the most part. Ethan will lie about it. He Sebastian knows, he knows will forget the about the prequels. He saw episode seven. No, Sebastian will go and he'll tell Lucasfilm why the prequels suck. <laughs> he'll sit down like, okay, let's line by line. We're just going to go through this, and we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> they're going to hire Sebastian and be like, you know what? Uh, we're going to void this contract. We're sorry. Well, they may be in that point. <laughs> no, they're going to go. No, uh, okay, I, I quit. Half of the Lego specials, like making fun of the prequels. Anyway, yes, so, yes. Yeah, so that's anyways, the beauty. Wrap of it. this up. We're at ninety minutes. Okay, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. We are. So we're going to wrap things up. I, I, we, we definitely needed to go long on this because it is a very important subject. Um, there's, many, I mean, there's, many, there's many pitfalls. <laughs> there is very but many. A, but it's also, and it's also a word of warning. Mostly because 
it's it should be said. Don't be surprised if something happens. Mm-hmm. I'm very scared. We know we know you, the bear. Sometimes the bear. Rapes yeah, we you we we, we know we know you love something. <laughs> Just ask. gives you an Oscar afterwards. People yeah. people begrudge Disney all the time for extending the copyright laws. Mm-hmm. But you know we're nearing a hundred years since the creation of Mickey Mouse, and there's a reason why they want to protect their IP and their brand because the last thing they need is somebody to build Dosneyland in the middle of. Prussia. I don't even think Prussia exists Why are you anymore. Away Russia? Yes. All of our Come to Dosneyland. Um, Come to Dosneyland. I, I in help Prussia. you. This was all top secret stuff. We have Maki Mouse. In the the, the Italian region. No, look, see, the problem is Maki Mouse is just the way Rich is going to pronounce it for the rest well, of his life. <laughs> so when you go to this, this Dosneyland and you go to well, Maki and, Mouse. And you know what? Maki despite Mouse the comedy, that's not even the right example because. Hey, Arabella, the, we're going to Dosneyland. The moment, the moment oh, that, that all that hits public domain. All it is is just some guy in the Ukraine building Disneyland with nothing to stop him. And if if thousands of people die in a horrible fire because they're not up to safety code, that reflects on the real Disneyland. Look, everybody was afraid, that, and I know this for, and, for a fact. Well, but here's the thing. People begrudge, uh, people begrudge Disney for doing stuff like that, but there is a reason why they fight to extend those copyright mm-hmm. laws. Sure, it's upsetting because you can't go and make your own Mickey Mouse animated cartoon, but there's a reason why... They fight so hard to protect it. And yes, I know it's annoying, but I also understand... No, Sebastian's because they're evil. They're oh. evil corporate overlords oh, who no, are terrible I don't, people. I think they just want They don't employ a lot of people. I just they want, don't pay I just good think wages for a lot of their creators. They're trying to protect their babies. Yeah, it's, that's why they call it Mauschewitz. That's why they do it. Is that, what they, is that what some people really call it? Yeah. Interesting. Look, here's the thing. Did, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, both the 501st and the R2 Builders clubs were both very, very on edge because they thought for a fact that Disney was going to shut them down. It's because they didn't pay attention to other stuff that Disney bought. Disney, yeah, that's true. And Disney did not. They actually have embraced them. Yes. I'm hoping, because I, ha- I, I have this strong fear as someone that wants to build, to do a Star Wars fan film, I have this fear that this could bleed over to Star Wars I'm hoping Disney still takes the high road that they've taken with the other things, and or the other the other clubs, and allow it to happen, as long as people are not trying to profit off of it. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can buy Rich's Star Wars fan film for five ninety nine. <laughs> Send check or money order to PO Box six zero seven. I, I want to do a Kickstarter <laughs> campaign because I want to be able to make the best movie that I can make. Yeah, yeah. None of us have any money. Right. And, and you know, be, but, what, but here's what, the, what, what do we get? That's what I want. Wait, but here's here's another thing: the joy and satisfaction of making a Star Wars. And, and that actually that. just reminded me of one of the one of the rules that you had read off that that, that you know was kind of it was kind of insinuating that they didn't want people to do Kickstarter type campaigns, and that's like telling fans, look, you can't pay money to help make something that you're you're interested in and get something out of it. Yeah, but that's where they're saying is you can't get something out of it for giving money for it. Right. Well, you get the, the end content. You get the end content, right. but you don't get a shirt or a hat. I want a hat. I want a hat. I want a hat. Or potato salad. Uh, you know, I, what about a trying, hat you, shirt? You're a huge baseball fan. Hat shirt. Yes. And I, I, I feel so bad hat. because uh, the, I think Roddenberry.com used to sell it, but I, uh, Sean is also a baseball fan, but getting a, 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 a Niners baseball hat. They used to sell Niners <gasps> baseball hats. For oh, uh, nice. for Captain Cisco's baseball team on Damn the holodeck, that would have been awesome. That would have been cool to have. See, you, I, I, you that's, can still, that's the kind of stuff that they used to. You could almost never find it. You can still you buy did, the patch. Cool. 
for it. You can oh, they still sell the patch, but you got to find like the navy blue ball cap to put it on. But it, but it's not just the, it's not just the ball cap. It's like the old style ball cap. See, where's that? No, where, where is the where where is the Starfleet? Where is the Starfleet baseball team? Because again, nobody plays baseball in the future except for a small group of people. But see, no fan film about that. You can't do a fan <laughs> film about uh, a group of stop seven. giving away all of our plans. That would have been a good one to do. Yeah, you could have fun. That was one of the, my favorite episodes of Deep Space Nine. It's like a super schlocky, really fun. Like it's it's Deep Space Nine versus an all Vulcan starship that the captain decides to learn the game of baseball solely to upset Benjamin, <laughs> and they challenge them to a game of baseball. Oh, I remember that one. It's that a was great. That was such a good episode. It is a hilariously adorable episode. Deep Space Nine was such an underrated show. Deep Space Nine Next Gen are the two best Star Trek series. There, I said it. I, I love Deep Space Sorry, Nine. Sorry, TOS fans. I love Deep Space Nine, and I even love Voyager. So, we're going to wrap things up. We are going to say, at least I'm going to say, I want fan films to continue. I love fan films. Some, Some of them aren't that great. Stop. No, no, no. I, 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 didn't want to speak for, I didn't want to speak for you guys. My uh, official position, stop making fan films immediately. <laughs> I love fan films. I only films. want official content. I, I, I will, I, I'm still waiting for... 52677 to come out or yeah, 525 you in the entire world That's I, I love I, the the trailer I saw way back at celebration 4 here in LA for the 30th anniversary I love I still follow the guys on Facebook I they I, made that film they did make it but they can't they they can't do anything with it or yeah <laughs> yeah really <laughs> But I, I, I want I want things like that you know and th- that film wasn't even set in the Star Wars universe but it's still, I, I love that stuff. I, I love the expanding, the expansion of these universes. You know, we all sit here. We read the books. We read the comic books. We watch the shows. We all like to have more of those universes. So don't, this, this is my plea to the parent companies. Don't hinder that. <laughs> I know. Don't, don't hinder that. Allow, allow these people. It works so well when we talk to like, you're Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> allow allow us creators to create and, and embrace us. Just don't let us make money off of it. After that, I want to make sure Brian Fuller's on track doing new CBS Star Trek series. <laughs> I actually like him. Please don't mess this up. Okay, so follow us on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also at Twitter. On, uh, Twitter shit. She fucked it up. Crackers. We're on Twitter shit? <laughs> We're on Twitter shit. We're on that a new Twitter one? at Nerdables that's Show. New, that's the new hip one. We're I, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and... All those other good things. I don't even know what Stitcher is. Stitcher, uh, tune in. It's like tune in. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Stitcher. Can All right, so like we'll be back week. next week. Listen to us then. And don't forget about comic-tating this week with not Chris and week. Sebastian. No, no, it's right. You did. You said week, yeah. skip it's a week. Skip week for Rebirth, so we're not doing this week. We'll do next week. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll do July 5th. So on Wednesday six, when you six. when on Wednesday when you go to listen to comic tating, just listen to Nerdables again. Okay. Go team go.